are listening to Into the Comics Cave with your host, comic book heartthrob, Grant Stoy. Uh, hello, fellow humans. Um, I'm bad at openings, but we're going to keep going. Uh, today, we have uh, a very fun young lady with us. Uh, she's just, you know, helped create Gwenpool and, and Dr. Afra and... Uh, passing Star Wars fan. You may have heard of her. Her name is Heather Antos. Hello, Heather. Hi, what is up? Uh, I want to get this out of the way because this has been plaguing me for weeks now. How do you pronounce the name of the, the big black Wookiee in Book of Boba Fett? Black Kersantan. 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 Or, well, that that might be my Midwestern like, <laughs> things. I think it's Kersantan, like with a t- un- but like, I'm from Michigan, we don't we smush everything together. Right. It's smush everything and speak the A's out of your nose. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, if he were a, a holiday person, most most notably Christmas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would he be Red Kurt Kersanta? Oh yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's so funny. Just to segue real quick, and then I'll let you go back into it. But the day that he. Did- <laughs> he debuted on Book of Boba Fett. Like, I got so many texts. How do you pronounce his name? Like, I just got so many people. <laughs> We're going to do a podcast or a YouTube or, like, whatever. Yep, that was that was my day. <laughs> oh, lovely. Heather, I want to know one thing. Ready? Okay. I want to know, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a small town called Niles, Michigan. Yay! Yeah. Right here on the hand. Because this is a visual medium. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For everyone listening in, they just have to figure, they have to guess. They have to They have to hold their hand up and throw a dart at it. And whatever the dart sticks, that's where I grew up. Uh, I'm privy to the joys of Michigan, but I want to hear about how much fun it was to grow up in Niles, Michigan. Oh, my gosh. Um, how do I describe Niles? It, <laughs> uh, when you couldn't find someone you went to Walmart to look for them because that's where we hung out. That's how small of a town we were. Wow. When you were bored, you went to Walmart. Did you guys at least have like a McDonald's? We did. Okay. We did. And you know, like I will say like Niles, every time I go back now, I'm like, you have a Culver's now? Like you have a, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, this is so, you know, this is so awesome. We, our Starbucks is still in a Martins. We don't have our own like Starbucks, stand-up Starbucks. It's, it's a little kiosk in a, in a Martins grocery store for, again, for those who don't know the regional stuff, but, um, but yeah, it's just a real, real small town. Um, not much to do. I don't know. I, I like, did it. I I left as soon as I could, so I don't know. <laughs> you went by the Walmart, said your goodbyes, hit the road. We, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. My group of friends, at one point, wanted to see because it was a twenty-four hour Walmart. So we wanted to see if we could stay in in the Walmart continuously for twenty-four hours, and we couldn't because we got kicked out. Why? Around because we fell asleep. <laughs> like 18 hours at that point oh my gosh and we fell asleep and uh yeah but theoretically you could stay for 24 hours i'm sure people have stayed for longer not i though 
<laughs> 18 is too much. Not I. Yeah. It was, I got tired, man. I was 16. What are you going to do? Now, I'm curious uh, that there wasn't a Meyer in town. Oh, well, Meyer was in South Bend, which was the, 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 across the state line. So Niles is like five minutes from the state line of Indiana. And uh, South Bend was the big town uh, across the border. And they had Meyer. They had two <laughs> Meyers, in fact. <gasps> Really? Yes. I think technically one's Mishawaka and one is in, you know, like Goshen or something, but it's all like South Bend Metro. We don't have to respect Indiana. You we, know. we really shouldn't. <laughs> if, there's a, if there's one running theme about geographical bias that we've been covering, it's that no one likes Ohio. No. And Indiana, you don't really have to respect it. The only good thing that came from Indiana is Michael Jackson. That's it. Yeah. Well, the whole Jackson family, they're they're pretty, you know, music's pretty good. <laughs> it's not not so hot, but you know. <laughs> their the personal lives, no. Music, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in Niles, and when you're not in the Walmart, what are you doing to keep yourself occupied? Oh my gosh. All I did as a kid was read and draw, which is ironic considering what I do for a living now. But yeah, I was a very sheltered kid. My parents didn't let us play video games unless they were educational video games. Like Treasure Math Storm was my favorite game as a kid. Because <laughs> that's what I was allowed to play. You know, like going to Grant. If we went to Grant, my uh, my dad's parents, um, that was special because they had the Disney Channel. and We could watch the Disney Channel there. You were allowed we, to watch Disney Channel? Oh, at Grandma's. Mm. At Grandma's we were. Um, and when we went to visit uh, my mom's parents, well, they had a Game Boy that clawed over. And that was our like treat there was to play, you know, OG Game Boy Classic, which she still has and it still works. But yeah, like we weren't, you know, really like, I, I'll never forget. I, in the, I, I was a kid in the 90s and like, that's when like Power Rangers, you know, was hitting America and like all this stuff. And like my friends at school were really into Power Rangers, but I wasn't allowed to watch it because uh, there was fighting and violence in it. And so I couldn't watch it. And so my mom was a piano teacher and she would give piano lessons like after school. And I would sit downstairs and like sit like three inches from the television. So I could be close enough to change the channel. If my mom like came down the stairs to like check on me. Do that hardcore. Um, like I was like, no, I'm going to watch this. And I couldn't tell you anything about it because I probably couldn't watch any of it because my eyes were so close <laughs> to the screen. But I remember doing that and getting in trouble for it <laughs> a lot. But yeah, I was, you know, I was, a, I, I was a little rebellious kid. I like to push boundaries. I didn't like, you know, I was, my parents were really bad at explaining why I couldn't do the things they told me I couldn't do. They just told me I couldn't do them. So yeah. I had to then do them. Mm -hmm. um, and so because of that, <laughs> I got grounded a lot, um, <laughs> which meant I was, uh, when I was grounded, it was basically you're allowed in your room and that's, you know, that's, you're just stuck to your room. So all I did was read. All I did was read and then enter the Pizza Hut reading competition. Yes. Um, which was the, I, I credit Pizza Hut with why I'm an editor <laughs> like, because I had to win. I'm very competitive. 
And between that, and I think my local library also had like a summer reading, like competition for every hour you logged reading, you got entered in raffles. Um, and so I like trained myself to like, no, I have to read at least half an hour before bed every single night. And like, I just, I consumed books. Like even, you know, my parents were very good at you're learning how to read before you hit school. Like I was reading chapter books by the time, like I hit kindergarten, like books are my life. And so that's, that's basically my childhood was just reading books and then <laughs> drawing uh, murals. I would hide behind furniture in my bedroom while, uh, because I was grounded and had nothing else to do. And that was my canvas. I'm mad at my parents because I had a white bookshelf that I like stole all my mom's nail polish and like painted like a mural out of nail polish. I had to have gotten so high doing this. <laughs> I was like 13 on this book, you know, on the side of this bookcase. Yeah. And I checked last time I was home and it's not there anymore, but the bookcase oh. is still there. So they had to have like, you know, wash it off with nail polish remover or whatever. But like, yeah, that's, that's me. I was a creative kid stuck in a room. Oh, that's such <laughs> a bummer. Well, not, not the being stuck in your room, but just losing that nail polish mural because no, I know. that sounds like some kid's senior thesis now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> They're so mad. <laughs> now you're tearing through books. Are there any books that you're like rereading? As a kid, I was like very, so like my first like series I was really into was the Boxcar Children series. That was like the big one for me like early on. And then I think I learned very quickly the like almost cookie cutter formulaic pattern of a lot of those books where, especially Boxcar Children. Oh, chapter two. That's when we tell the sad sob story of how these <laughs> kids lived in a boxcar and their grandfather found them. And like, I, I literally, I, I remember like reading and getting to that chapter and just skipping it and getting to that. Like, I've read this. I know their backstory. I don't need this. <laughs> What's the mystery? So yeah, like, uh, and like babysitters club and like, uh, the saddle club. Cause every girl goes through a horse, you know, that horse phase, uh, big on the saddle club, but yeah, I really got into like the YA fantasy, you know, um, I was the right age when Harry Potter hit, oh, you gosh, know, yeah. I, and I won speaking of library reading competitions, I won the first three Harry Potter books through school for what I can't remember what the the reading competition i've never thought about it but i did a lot of reading competitions as a kid <laughs> huh. i never thought of going pro as a reader <laughs> you know uh yes thank god i made a career out of it <laughs> um but uh there was some school competition third fourth or fourth fifth and sixth grade where you know you win and you got to like they either had a list of books or you just got to pick whatever book you wanted and you got it and that's how I got the first three Harry Potter books like one after the other you know you're, and, and I'll never forget uh overhearing my mom on the phone one day that like I if I hadn't got to those books before she knew what they were she would have banned them because of course because magic and the devil you know but I had already like gotten into them and I guess I wasn't like drawing pentagrams around the house, so it was fine. But uh, <laughs> I can see. 
yeah but also like they're like oh man she's really into the these and like really likes reading like we can't ban reading from her you know like that's the one positive thing she does that we like we can't tell her not to see i got really into those i was really into the garth nix uh aberson trilogy sabriel that's that's one of like one of my all-time favorite books you know got into like lord of the rings um all of that stuff so i've always been into that like surreal fantastical you know nature type thing obviously i work in comics now but because of like where i grew up and where i live like you know i didn't have a comic shop i didn't have and, and even if I did, I doubt my parents would let me oh, read them because again, violence and bad guys and, and all of that. So I didn't get into comics until college, but yeah, I was always been avid, avid reader and, and drawing and yeah, that's because I was stuck in a room well, now that you know <laughs> and a <right>. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> it's either you're grounded or at Walmart. It's a yeah. rough life. That's it. That's all we had. So now that you touched on it, how did you get into comics in college? Yeah, so I um, I studied theater and film in college, but like I took, you know, I was really into any like sort of English class or communications class or things like that. And in and, and one of my, I can't remember what it's called now, the class that I took, but it was essentially modern American literature or something like that. And okay. in that, like we read a couple issues of Sand- Sandman. Um, because like, if you think of any like medium that is truly American, like comics, you know, comics were born, bred in America, um, as a medium. And like, I had been exposed to comics as a kid, the comic strips, you know, we loved the Sunday, you know, comic strip section in the newspaper. Um, we each had our favorites and would love, 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 love those, Um, but that was the extent of it until, you know, until I was, um, late teens and like, I, as someone who loves art and loves storytelling, like seeing the two meld together in that way was just so cool to me. And so, yeah, I like became obsessed with Sandman, read all of those really classic vertigo, like a lot of that stuff, you know, the Karen Berger heyday of. Uh, Hellblazer and Original Swamp Thing and Animal Man and Transmetropolitan and Why the Last Man, like all of that stuff. And uh, I didn't really get into superhero comics. I watched the movies. Like I, you know, I'd always been like, I grew up watching Batman and the uh, Adam West Batman television show. Like that was my real first true introduction to superheroes. And, you know, everyone likes to make fun of Batman and Robin, but like, that movie is near and dear to my heart because that was like probably the first Batman movie I ever watched. Oh, um, wow. And, uh, you know, and then the Marvel stuff is in the Nolan stuff and all that. And so like, I was familiar, but I never, I think I was kind of like everyone else in that, like, where the fuck do you start with yeah. comics? Let alone, I didn't really know at the time that like a comic shop was like a thing. Um, cause I'd never been exposed to it. Comics are so niche and, and it's not like, you know, comic stores have ads online or, you know, commercials, yeah, right. You don't have commercials on TV. So like, how, how do we know that they're out there? You kind of just have to 
you know, comics find you in a way. And that's, that's really, truly what happened with me. And I always joke about this because it's the funniest fucking thing. What got me into superhero comics was the 2011 Green Lantern movie. Oh my gosh. They announced the movie. And like at that time, you know, Marvel already had a few out and, you know, they're fun and really enjoyed those movies. And then like, I was a teenage girl and it was Ryan Reynolds. What, what, what more? Ryan Reynolds in a skin tight suit. What more do you need? You know, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) and like, look, we didn't know how bad that movie was going to be when it, we were all super pumped for that. Like, well, Mark Strongest Sinestro is still killer. Oh my God. Inspired casting. The Mm -hmm. casting of that film is brilliant. Oh Um, Yeah. So, so that got announced and I don't know why, but for whatever reason, maybe it's the crossover of like my college class I took, but I was, I just became curious and well, let me look at what comics this film is going to be based on and, you know, Secret Origins and Emerald Dawn. And I, I either like went to Barnes and Noble or I found them off Amazon and I ordered them and I like. I consumed them. I loved them so much. And I just kind of became obsessed with Green Lantern comics. And like, it was right around the time of the New 52, which thought, you know, say what you will about the New 52, but it it, it did its purpose. It was a great jumping on point oh, yeah. for new readers. And that was, you know, heyday of Jeff John's Green Lantern comics. Like I read everything. I still own his entire run of of Green Lantern comics because that's what got me into superhero comics and that's all I've, I've I read everything I read you know I got on with the Scott Snyder Greg Capullo Batman I got you know into into everything going on at that time you know that was when Charles Sewell was starting out that was when Colin Bunn mm-hmm. was starting out that's when you know Van Jensen like a lot of these guys are like really you know like getting their starts at at that time and and marvel now you know started roughly around the same time and i was never really interested in marvel characters the only marvel comic i ever really read was deadpool until i started interviewing with marvel not to get ahead of ourselves (laughs) it was when (laughs) it was when i was like in my final interview round with marvel that i was like i guess i should pick up some marvel comics because <laughs> all yeah. I read was DC up until that point. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, that's that's how I got into like comics, really. Like I was, you know, I I I was the perfect candidate for them earlier on. Like I love to read, I love to draw, but it was just I was just never exposed to them. Right. Because the closest comic shop to me was like a half hour, 45 minute drive away. That's wild. Um yeah. Now, what's kooky is you got into superhero comics, but your first, like your first Kickstarter, is the 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 crime, yeah, crime book. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did where did that leap come from? Yeah. So, I mean, look, my again, my my interest in comics started with like with the Vertigo stuff. You know, the gritty, darker grounded comics um and when i decided you know like oh, i want to see if i even like mo- making comics i want to see like if i even can make comics 
I wanted to pick a genre that was universal, you know, superhero so niche, mm -hmm. so, so, so niche. Like I'm a prime example of that. And what I like about crime is, and what interested me in that, and even now still is crime exists anywhere and everywhere in any multiverse in any time period and any, you know, whatever it can be funny. You can do sci-fi, you can do fantasy, you can do horror, you can do kids, you can do mature, like, you know, like if I was truly going to create, and that was my goal with this anthology was to like really cover all the bases and all the grounds and, and what is crime? What is a crime in America is not the same as what is a crime in, in you know, Russia and Australia and whatever you know, what is a crime today is not the same thing. That's going to be a crime in 20 years. And like, there, there's something like that's really interesting um, about that. And so that's, and I think that's why those stories interest me a lot. You know, the human psychology of, of, of just ethics and morality is just really fascinating to me. And really, if you think about it, all superhero comics are crime comics. <laughs> yeah, technically. So. Someone's breaking the law. Yeah, justice. <laughs> now, when when you are deep in the throes of editing and creating, do you uh, listen to Stone Cold Silence like a psychopath? Or do you have stuff going on? It depends on what I'm doing. You know, if I am just like, oh, I have like a bunch of emails that I don't have to do a lot of critical thinking. You know, I can just kind of like <laughs> respond to this or whatever and get through. I'll have like different podcasts on in the background. Um, I'm a big, big fan of podcasts. I listen to a ton of podcasts. And, but like, if I'm like reading a script or like, you know, there's, there's reading that like I have to do and I have to focus and I have to, cause I, I'm ADHD, I have ADHD. And so like that yeah. can be hard. <laughs> so if I have to focus, I'm really big on like, <laughs> just pick pick your youtube channel of like coffee house jazz rain <laughs> whatever just something that i my brain can't recognize because i like even i used to listen to movie scores i used to listen to game scores but then like my brain would be like oh that's nintendo that's this game oh, yeah. that's you know my brain would be constantly like trying to figure it out and what drove me insane when I worked at Marvel, I love my boss there, Jordan White, best, best person, but he and I could not be more different and like what we need for our ambiance. You know, I am like minimal distractions, lights off, you know, like I like dark, you know, whatever, focus, <laughs> head down to read. And he's like, he had to listen to music, which would have been fine normally, but his playlists are all either parody songs or covers. And huh. so you recognize everything, but it's always, well, what is this a parody of? Who's doing this parody? What is this cover? What's it originally? You know, like yeah. it's just your brain is constantly like, at least mine, like trying to like figure that stuff out when I just need to read this one fucking page. <laughs> it could not have been a worse like situation for me. I used to tell him, like, I was like, I'm not joking. 
I can get done at home in like three hours what it takes me eight hours to do in the office <laughs> because of all the distractions. But it's fine. <laughs> it's fine now. You I work are from home now, so it's great. <laughs> now you're so productive. Yes. Hello there. My name is Don Cardenas, and I'm here to invite you to check out my podcast, the 2021 Grantee Award-winning Comics Coffee Medal, where I interview creatives in, around, and about the worlds of, you guessed it, Comics Coffee and Metal. I've already had such amazing guests on my show, including, but not limited to, Liana Kangas, Mike Norton, John O'Diener, Michael Conrad, Sophie Campbell, Guitar Max Carlisle, Andrew Baina, and of course, the word bros themselves, Bob and Kevin. Comics Coffee Metal is available on all the major podcast services, and you can find it directly at comicscoffeemetal.com. I hope to see you there, and now I return you to Into the Comics Cave with the amazing, awesome, talented, um, tall, handsome, uh, what else did I say? Definitely over six feet tall, smells good like lavender and motorcycle grease. Is that right? Motorcycle grease? Alright. Grant Stoy. There, I said it. Get my money now. Uh now I have something to ask you. It's it's a hypothetical. So I need your brain expanded. Are you ready? Okay. You are granted near godlike power over all of humanity. Unfortunately, it's just relegated to this one decision. So Every time a person farts, it tells one of their secrets. Or every time they yawn, they forget five words. And these could be like any words. Oh, I want they fart and tell their secrets. What? Because I am an open book. I have no secrets. And also learn to control your farts. <laughs> works great on a podium works great in the subway <laughs> and plus wouldn't it be funny to see like political campaigns where like the oh my the god are wearing, like, snow they pants. feed them beans beforehand right <laughs> like we gotta you know everyone's on gas x have your tubs it's great i i, I think i'd lean that way too because the potential to forget, like, the word the is very harrowing. Right. And it's not like, a, oh, you forget it for 24 hours. It's like, no, it's gone. Bye. <laughs> now, is it you forget it in all languages or just, like, your native language? We'll see. Okay, how about this? Is this like, an, uh, like a Nico Minoru thing, right? Where she can, <laughs> like... Oh, I, I learned the word heal in literally every single mm -hmm. language. That way I can, you know, because she can only use a spell once. Well, let's let's say this. You forget the word in your native language, but you have the opportunity to relearn it. Okay. So if you don't remember the context of it, you're kind of fucked. Mm, interesting. Or just carry around a dictionary and a thesaurus with you. <laughs> and a lot of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Now, who are you hanging out with uh, and feeding them beans? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I <laughs> I know everyone's secrets, so I don't need... 
No farts necessary. No farts necessary. <laughs> I know. I know everything. I don't know. Like secrets are interesting to me. I'm very because I'm so open. And like, if you're someone who's, I can't tell you it's a secret. Like, well, then you're a sketch, and I just don't want you in my <laughs> life. Like, you're boring. Like, <laughs> I ain't got time for it. Yeah, that's true. And plus, what if it's not even a good secret? Right? That's the worst. That's a well, waste cause of time. So, because so, here's the thing. Like, they, look, I'm someone who's very comfortable in my skin. So, like, I just, like, I don't have time for, like, ego. And, like, that's all, like, a lot of times your secret is because you're embarrassed or shame or whatever. And, look, if you murdered someone, that's a whole different thing. Tell me that secret. I will mm -hmm. keep it with you. <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> like, a lot of this stuff, if you're so embarrassed, like, who cares? Get over yourself. Also, it seems like a lot of people just like the fact they have a secret more than the information itself, you know? Yeah, I feel like it becomes kind of that, but then it becomes a secret becomes too big for itself, right? It's like you said, like, what if it's not even good? Because, <laughs> like, the anticipation is there now. And it's like, oh, I got, you know, what I got for your birthday. It's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. And you're like, what could it be? Oh, my gosh. Is it... Did they finally get me the trip to Hawaii that I, you know, been hinting at for five years? And then it's like a bouquet of flowers, uh, which is sweet. But then, like, you built it up, you right. know. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of danger in keeping secrets. And plus, what if they fart and you just learn that they've never had a craft single? Like, what's embarrassing? <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing. <laughs> now, Heather, we have reached the point where I'm going to ask you five questions. Okay. These are based off of James Lipton's Inside the Actor's Studio, but of course, they are with a comics twist. Okay. So number one, what is your favorite comic book sound effect? Oh, um... <laughs> my favorite ironic one or my favorite, like, actual one? Yes. Okay. Um, there, There's an issue of... Oh God, I can't remember. It's some Marvel comic, but it's Wolverine. And he's at like a keyboard and he's like writing or, or typewriter or something. And it's just typey type type. <laughs> and it's just my favorite. <laughs> On the page, it's just typey type type. <laughs> amazing. Now you have to remember what this is now. I, I need to find it, but I'll never forget. It was, it happened when I was at Marvel. I remember that. Um, I remember I saw it while I was there for like some reason. But I just, I just don't remember if it was like a Wolverine issue. It might've been all new Wolverine. Might've been. That's, that's, that's where my gut is telling me. One of Tom Taylor's. Yeah, that seems more Wolverine. Laura era than Logan era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's type D type type. And it just like it really resonated with me <laughs> on a visceral level. <laughs> and um it's the best one. Yeah. Number two, uh, this is kind of a softball. What's something about sequential art medium that you love? All of it. <laughs> All right, no notes. There we go. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's great. Yeah, I like the 
I like that the only budget is the artist's imagination and time. <laughs> and time. <laughs> That's a good caveat. Uh, yes. On the other side of the coin, what is something about sequential art that you hate? Or not even hate, like dislike? Uh, the deadlines? The deadlines suck. What? <laughs> Were you not expecting that? Why is that funny? Well, gonna be like, how long the process is, how, like, how in-depth this is, how everything is tough to do. Deadlines. Deadlines? It's like a nine to five, clock in, clocked out. Ugh, deadlines. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll buy it. <laughs> Uh, number four, what is your favorite curse word that's not actually a curse word? Oh, uh, Bashuda. What is, what is this and what's the story about that? It's Hutties. Oh, okay. uh, Java says it and it's Bamphishit. Really? Yes. Bashuda. Was that in the movies or the comics? Mm -hmm. In the movies. See, this is why it's nice to have you on for Star Wars stuff, because you're like an encyclopedia, and it's very helpful. <laughs> I know things. Um, and now I, I have some bad news for you. Uh-oh. Am you, I fired? <laughs> yes, you were, I'm so sorry that they, <laughs> that they asked me a rando to, to do this to you. I'm Can so you, like, do it under the guise of the podcast? <laughs> Ask her about farting. <laughs> It'll really throw her off. <laughs> so you were enjoying just this great big bowl of corn. Mm -hmm. Just the best bowl of corn you have ever had. Okay. But you were so excited you ate too much and you choked and now you're dead. Oh, shit. Yeah. So let's say you go to what we imagine heaven would be. Okay. And you see a tiny little man with a cigar and a pencil uh -huh. and, and a tank top. Uh, and it's Jacob Kurtzberg, a.k.a. Jack Kirby. Okay. What do you think he says to you? Why the fuck were you eating a bowl of corn? <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten a bowl of corn in my life. <laughs> Look, man, you're the one wearing a corn sweatshirt. No, I'm not. You're just blind. <laughs> You're just not in on the trends of reverse tie-dye. Given that I'm like 60 years old, I might be inclined to agree with you. <laughs> Wait, are you, you going to go with yes. corn? Yes. It's so anticlimactic. <laughs> I think it's perfectly climactic. Why was I eating a bowl of corn? Look, man. Do this... you eat bowls of corn? Yeah. Like a bowl, like a, like a, like a cereal bowl full of corn. A cereal bowl of loose corn right off the cob. Yeah. Okay. Give, give me, give me that corn. All right. Next Comic-Con I'm at. This is, <laughs> this is why I, I need you to walk up to my table with just a bowl of corn. Because you said, you said you do it. It's true. So I need, I need, um. All right, it's going to it's going to my itinerary. Picks or it didn't happen. 
Does the corn need to be cooked? Can it be just like a bag of frozen corn? Oh I mean, if you want to break a tooth, <laughs> it's your prerogative. Oh. oh boy. Okay, that was lovely. Uh, Heather, you're a joy. Uh, where can folks find you on the socials? Yes, um, you can find me and all my corn jokes at, <laughs> at Heather Antos at twitter.com. Um, follow my puppy pics at, at Heather Antos on Instagram.com. And that's that's about it. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do artwork too. Well, yeah, and so you can find them at, at Heather Antos on Twitter.com and, and at Heather Antos on Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for, for indulging this weirdness. Uh, yeah, that's how of we're going to Of course. Anytime. Here for all your bowl of corn facts. <laughs> This has been a Comic Book Yeti production. You can find new episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere podcasts stream. For more information on the Comic Book Yeti, please visit comicbookyeti.com. And for more of Grant, visit grantstoy.com or on Twitter at Grant and Stuff.